You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Let's take it live to Philadelphia. Say hello to a good friend of the program, Anthony Gargano, getting it done as the main morning man for 97.5, the fanatic in Philly. Anthony, thanks so much for coming back on the show. Has the partying died down at all now that we've reached Tuesday? No. <laughs> no, it's still going strong, guys. It's it's unbelievable. I was just having this conversation. It feels like the week between Christmas and New Year's where nobody works and everybody's out. Like, the restaurants were full this afternoon. I don't think anybody's working. All people are doing is toast to the Eagles. It's the greatest thing in the world. Anthony, give us the take on how the city was when watching the game. I mean, there were moments in games where – you saw Philly, especially at the very beginning. Uh, they make they take that first drive down the football field. You think they're going to score yeah. a touchdown. That was some form of momentum. Uh, but they end up getting three points. You see in the second half when New England scores on their first drive, but yet they come right back and score uh, and answer with a score of their own. Give me your take on the, the feeling and the energy and the ebbs and flows of emotions going through that city because I know everyone in that city wanted it really bad. Yeah, Cordell. Something really strange and beautiful happened this past week. All weekend, all week long, leading into the game, there was no fatalism. You could spell fatalism with a PH before. This was always a town that something bad's going to happen. I did a show uh, Sunday morning, and it was this great belief. And then through the game, it was belief. This town, for two weeks, ever since they beat Minnesota, believed they were going to beat New England for the Super Bowl, and they never wavered. It was the strangest thing, guys, and and really kind of cool. Like, it was the utmost belief. Cordell, like, you, if you were playing in front of these people and talking and being around them, the positive energy was just, it was palpable. Brian, Mm. you've been around sports a long time. You know there used to be fatalism here. Not at all. Not at all. They felt it in their bones. So what changed? Is this now bizarro land where just people fell in love with this team <laughs> and what falls in as a backup? Like, like, it's unbelievable. I, I don't know what changed. It was just a feeling, a collective. I don't want to go cosmic on it, but you know, it was a collective energy, but nothing changed and like, nothing dramatic happened. The people just felt it. I think they believed that this team – um, it's been an odd year, right? I mean, they lose Jason Peters and they lose Jordan Hicks and, of course, Carson. And yet, you know, they kept going. And Doug Peterson kept risking it, right? I mean, think about the calls. A trick play, fourth and two from the goal line. He goes for it, five and change to go, five and change to go from his own 43-yard line. And he goes for it on fourth down. And there's pressure, and Foles makes the play. It's, it was uncanny. So the term happy in Philadelphia doesn't go together. How happy is everyone right now in Philly? Yeah, it, it's beyond that. It's bliss. So that's a state that is bliss is a state that's higher than happiness. And it's pure bliss. It is love thy neighbor. You want to talk about brotherly love? That's exactly what it is to the 10th degree. Like, people are going and opening doors and buying. I, I, I had a, a caller today call up. We, we had a great story from a woman in San Diego who was sending her husband 
to the parade, and this guy calls up and said, I want to pay for her to join her husband at the parade. I mean, it's like, the summer of love in Philadelphia in February. Yeah, random acts of kindness. It's unbelievable. <laughs> and we're still talking about Philadelphia. This makes no sense to me. We're chatting with our pal, Anthony Gargano. All right, let me get you to what could be interesting in the offseason. Nick Foles wins the Super Bowl as a backup quarterback. Does he just return to being number two on the depth chart in Philly, or is he an asset And Howie Roseman trades him? Yeah, I, I talked to somebody today. I mean, I don't think the Eagles would be offered more than the third-round pick. And uh, I think it's in both parties' best interest for Nick Foles to stay as a backup. Look, Nick Foles played 10 terrific quarters. The first half against Atlanta, he struggled. But he played 10 terrific quarters. He was terrific for those 10 quarters. He's best suited as a backup. He's not going to go to Buffalo or Jacksonville and replicate what he did. Carson is the starter, and he could be the best backup in the league. And, by the way, be the toast of the town. Never pay for a meal, never pay for a beer, never pay for anything other than just get adulation. So why would you leave? So what happens to Chris Long and LeGarrette Blunton and Jay Ajayis? I mean, those are the few guys uh, that we know um, that had one-year deals and and are up. Uh, for an opportunity to maybe redo their deal? Do you think they come on and, and give the team a good deal and just hang around? Because this team is really young, Anthony. They can have a, an opportunity to make a run for at least the next two to three years. Uh, you're right on. I think uh, Long would definitely stay and definitely be. Remember, he donated his all of his game checks right. to charity mm-hmm. this year. So I think he'd stay. I think LeGarrette Blunt loves it here. I think he would love to stay. And I think Jay Ajayi is your feature back. So I, I can see a scenario where all of them stay. I mean, it's going to be interesting because they get, if you remember, they get a, a, lot, of, a lot of pieces back who were hurt, including their second-round pick, who's a dynamic young quarterback. So, like, you're going to get, there's going to be, they're going to be really good next year, and next year will be winning for Carson and, this thing is, is really – so look for – there's a guy, Joe Douglas, who's Howie Roseman's right-hand man. He's a great football guy, great personal guy. He and Howie and a guy named Andy Whitehall um, and Tom Donahoe, who you know, Cordell, put this thing together, and they've done a fabulous job at the roster. Talking Eagles with Anthony Gargano, 97-5, the Fanatic in Philadelphia. Anthony, let's go back to last season when Doug Peterson was hired. Beyond the Philly connection – what did you make of the move? Because USA Today was ranking all the coaches who got hired last season. They said Peterson was the worst hire. Yeah, there, there was no secret that the Eagles wanted Ben McAdoo. Remember, the Eagles' first choice was Ben McAdoo. They went Ben, and then if you remember, that caused the ripple effect because of their interest for the Giants to then hire, to move off from Coughlin and, and promote Ben McAdoo as their coach. And then they come back to Peterson, and he was met kind of lukewarm at best. And last year he made some kind of quizzical decisions. Remember, he didn't have a lot of experience under Andy. When he was hired, he was seven years removed from high school. So we knew him as a backup who uh, basically held the, the torch for Donovan. And then he comes in and, and, you know, whatever. He was kind of looked at as he's probably not going to be the guy that gets
gets it done ultimately. And then he won the fan base over because he has been fearless, almost to the point where I go, is that sound like you question him? But you know what his greatest attribute is? His EQ. The guy knows how to deal with people. His emotional intelligence is through the roof. Guys love him. They want to play for him. The people love him. The building loves him. He gets the most out of his people. He's not a walkover either. He gets the most out of his players. He really is a, a, a very inspirational figure. Ron Jaworski, Randall Cunningham, um, Donovan McNabb, and even Rocky was some of the greatest Philadelphians, let's just say, when it comes to the sports <laughs> figures in that city. Has Nick Foles surpassed all of those guys combined? Yes. In fact, you're going to move the statue over of Rocky, and it's going to be of Nick Foles. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny, isn't it? Isn't that crazy? Right next to Dr. J, man. Oh. <laughs> if any of it survives Thursday, so let's wrap it up with the forecast. How many people we expecting, Anthony? Plus, we know the Philadelphia's had huge crowds in the past when the Sixers and Phillies won. Yeah, we're talking three million people. Mm. Three, imagine this, three million people that will line from Broad Street to the Parkway, and it's going to be a scene. There was a million people out on the streets after they won. I was one of them. I saw it. It was, it was awesome. There weren't very few problems. It was a lot of love, a lot of fun. And this Thursday, it's supposed to be uh, sunny chilly but sunny and it's going to be one of these great parties of all time they're building a stage on the art museum like you saw guys uh for the draft so it's going to culminate with the same place that the nfl draft was in right on the iconic art museum steps right down the parkway from city hall so it's going to be three million people and a lot of loving a lot of hugging and probably a lot of drinking (laughs) And that's always a winning combination. Anthony, always great to chat with you. Enjoy Thursday. Uh, Guys, always a pleasure to be on with you. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on Tune. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on. Tune in.